situation as we're seeing down the road at Sunderland. Yeah. Steve, you're absolutely right, mate. And this is the thing that I don't get with him. He must have in his mind a cut-off point whereby he says, to keep this club up, it's going to cost me X amount in January. Therefore, I've got to take Y. Yeah. I flatly refuse to believe he's stubborn and stupid enough to be sticking his neck out saying it's 380 million if we're two points off relegation come the end of January and we've not signed anybody. Because um, we're not. We're not even worth 200 million then, in my opinion. No. Uh, you've got to look at what Southampton were gone for. You've got to look for the 49% of Everton went for. <coughs> um, interesting talking about how you value a football club. Um, I know there was that fabulous blog that did um, a piece on valuing clubs. But if you dig back through his history, th- there's actually another really good blog that he, he wrote a while ago about the four different models. And if yeah. you run, and okay, it's fact packet maths really in some respects, but we've got to have some sort of barometer. You, but you run Newcastle United through those four different models. You get anywhere from 210 to 300 million pound. I mean, that's 90 million. And that, that could well be almost what the two parties are apart on valuation as we speak. So yeah. again, how do you value the club? And the ultimate bottom line is, well, what's the offer on the table? What's somebody prepared to actually buy it for? Um, cause the, you're right, Neil, you're right, exactly. The days of having um, a bonkers shake, because there ain't no bonkers mm-hmm. shake left other than the rainbow shake in Abu Dhabi, who, who's got the big car collection, but that's another matter entirely. Um, and the days of having some lunatic like Tony Zia pitching up out of nowhere from China with a fake fortune. They're not going to happen now because things have got a bit more regulated in Asia. And so if if he's still hanging out hoping for some idiot to appear out of the woodwork, it ain't going to happen. And I don't know what your take on it is because we've not really discussed it fully, Steve, but do you think there's another bid on the table? Because I don't. No, I don't. I really gobsmacked if there was another bid on the table. If there is, a, if there is another bid on the table, um, I, I would speculate that, that that is a stalking horse bid that's been put out there mm. um, by colleagues, by by acquaintances. Um, mm. And I think that I think if that's the case, that uh, he's 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 really underestimating the the, the, the people who um, are, are looking to buy Newcastle because. <laughs> Those people, as we heard from David last week, those those guys, Amanda Stavely and her team, um, ultra professionals dealing mm. high end stakes. No, they will know everything that's going on in this marketplace. They will have their watchers out there. They would know if there was even a tiny, tiny blip um, of a of a mention of a of a possible takeover mm. bid coming from anywhere, whether it was in the city, whether it was. Um, from an outside source, outside the country, whether it was in this country, they would know from their, their contacts within, the, within the, the Premier League and the FA because word would leak out. Uh, nothing's leaked out for how many weeks now, Neil? Nothing has come out that gives you even an inkling what, that there's anyone other well, than them at the table. Last week with uh, Luke, wasn't it? He came out and said there's a, another another. Yeah, yeah. And he, but I'll tell you what, he never came out and said, 
where you got the information from. You never came out and even hinted where the information mm. came and, from. And, and hasn't come out and said where the bid Nothing is from. followed up. Yeah. How much Nothing. the bid is. There's been not a single story, as you say, following up on that. On that. Um, we've seen other newspapers scrambling around but not being able to, to pick up on it and, and to put anything substantive onto the table that, that, that gives you an idea that there is, is even a flounder of a, of a, of a, of a bid. I, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If there is another bid and if it's some lunatic from Vietnam, do you know what? Right now, I'd take me chances with a lunatic from with Vietnam buying the club <laughs> rather than have it in the hands of Ashley because at least the lunatic from Vietnam might give Rafa some money to spend in January. And then we'll worry about the fallout after that. And then, you know, you, you know it's it, it, it almost I've gone back there. Let's all do what the Mackens do and have a little bit of short-term knee-jerk. Yeah. Because, frankly, it, the stagnation is, is as much as going to kill us as anything else. Um, and Ashley himself must know it is time to accept. I, I, I don't know if you've if you had time to listen to the um, podcast from the Chronicle that come online. Um, with Mark Douglas and Lee Ryder talking about various matters over the weekend. And Mark Douglas has come up with some really good points in that about surely you must see it is time for you to accept the bid. Yes. And he's absolutely yeah. correct. It surely, if you really do want out, if you really do want to go and spend the rest of your days on a beach in Phuket or wherever else it is that you want to be, um, be that because of Brexit or be that because of your reconciled marriage wants to go in a different direction or whatever. I don't care. If you're a businessman with half a brain and you need that money and you need to be out of the club, then get out. Accept the bid. It's on the table. And as time ticks by, the, the leverage that PCP Capital and Manistavia can apply to him gets bigger by the day. And yep. surely he, he must feel that too. I think I think for every day that the, that we go on, the as you said earlier, the stock of Newcastle United drops, and it doesn't drop in proportion to the amount of no. money Mike Ashley is going to lose either. It, you know, let's say that the gap of, it was fifty million quid, for example, then the stock of Newcastle United is dropping dramatically more than fifty million pound, and the risk is is dramatically more what than fifty million stock? pound on the. Well, the value the... of the, the stock, the value of the football club. You know, like if 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 the football club gets relegated, Mike Ashley will lose an awful lot more than he's going to gain. Mike Ashley will lose money. Mike Ashley well, will have a football club that's Steve. only worth somewhere in the region of 150 million. Exactly. As, why, a, why? as opposed to, to to what he's looking Two, for, which is yeah, four and 250 or whatever it is that's on offer, so or 300. So so. You know, the, the differential, he, and he, every day that goes by. So if, if there's only a gap of a, a 20 or 30 or 40 million between what, that, what he wants and what they're willing to offer, he's going to lose 100. Why, why, don't, we, why don't we apply in reverse here the mathematics that were applied to the trust when we had agreed if, an amount agreed for a potential sale and then by the time we'd been promoted, Derek Lambias comes back and says, no, the price has doubled now. So you've yes. got to assume if the same mathematics apply, relegation to the championship halves the value of the club. Yeah. Boom. 
And I think it actually, it actually, you look at the, you look at the loss. You look at, you look at say, I think we saw the figure of, of, of the value of the TV rights in the championship for the for a full season is seven million quid. That's why I think we got seven and a half million quid on for having all those games shown on Sky last season on Skybet. What have we got this time round? We're looking at somewhere in the region of 120, 130 million as our share, you know. And you're thinking, dear me, that is that is astronomical money. But it, it's astronomical money looking forward. It's an astronomical drop in money looking in the other direction. And Sunderland are floundering. Sunderland kind of. You know, it looks like that top goal scorer is now going to be brought back and, and, and returning to, Port, to, to Bournemouth in January because he started scoring goals for them and the club that had let yeah. them out yeah. are not scoring goals. And where does that leave them, you know? And you think, and, you know, this, is, it, this could happen to Newcastle United. And, and I think we've, we've seen articles that have been written in fanzines online and, 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 it, and the people who are writing them and the people who are talking about it are, are dead right that... Newcastle will be a basket case if this takeover deal doesn't happen and Mike Ashley stays and Newcastle United goes down because after 10 years it will be enough is enough for so many Newcastle supporters they will, they, they've been the, the, there will be the walkout I'm convinced there will be the walkout yeah, that, that hasn't happen, transpired time and time and time again and but has been threatened because I think this time round people will just say you know what I'm not having any more of it. Not well, when he's there, you know. Everybody held on, and I think we did really well, principally, I think, because of Rafa. Yeah. In the championship last time. I think another relegation, I don't think would quite go down to the vast empty spaces at the Stadium of Light, but there'd be a palpable difference this time. There would, there would also be another empty seat and that empty seat would be Rafa Benitez's Rafa. seat, Neil. That is, the, that is the big Absolutely. one, because he's, he, he was, he's had the dirty done to him mm. once in a transfer window. Is he going to have the dirty done to him in the January transfer window? And if he does have it done, you can guarantee there will be no Rafa in, Mar- in May. Whether, yeah. whether we manage to survive by the skin of our teeth, whether we survive with, you know, by 10 points, or whether we go down, because Rafa's Rafa's not going to see out another season with Mike Ashley at the helm, mm. when the club's been up for sale for a year, and nobody's come in and bought it, <laughs> and and yet there's been offers on the table that, you know, sound like they've been good offers, um, mm. made properly with due diligence done correctly. Um, and and genuinely genuine offers from people who want to put vast amounts of money into the football club and help the football club, you know, and the region gain its on its potential. Um, he's not going to stick around. No way. And 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 I'd very much be surprised if there was a single Newcastle supporter out there who would say he's deserted us because I think we'd all turn around yeah. and go, thanks, Rafa. You were part of it. You've tried as well. You've done your best. And we right. can understand why you're looking for pastures new. Yeah. I think that, that I, you have to think, though, it, obviously I know he wants to be out by, in, you know, by Christmas, which is still possible. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I am convinced he will go. Um, but I've, even if he, even if he thinks, well, okay, we'll continue the talk, we'll continue the talk, and Mike Ashley knows he's going to have to give him some money. So I can imagine it'll be you're looking. I think in an estimation, you're looking at twenty million possibly. What's that going to get you, Neil? What's uh, Andrew? What's twenty million going to get you? I know under that, under that exactly, but that's the lose. thing. I, he, he's going to lowball him. He's going to give him money because he has to. He, he knows. He, yeah, you no, know, no, he physically no recoiled in no that seat, didn't he, when he mentioned no dis- relegation? Well, no disrespect to Yosselu, but that's yeah. as 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 Rafa said. If you if Can you're going to only yeah. give that amount of money, that's the quality of player you get. Or that, that's the, that's what that's what I'm that, that's the hand that we're going to be dealt with. We're going to be looking in the bargain basement at eighth, ninth, tenth choice striker. Um, if we if we if we've bought a striker for five million and we're desperate for goals still, will another five, is there another five million pound striker out there who's got ten or fifteen or twenty goals in him? The answer is no. <laughs> so it's an awful lot more money than that. If we're looking at a goalkeeper. I think we desperately need a goalkeeper. We're looking at, we're looking at. I mean, if 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 the if the takeover happened, I think it would be wholesale changes over a period of, of the next sort of two transfer windows, and we wouldn't recognise the team next season as from the team that we've got this season. But I think, you know, realistically, you know, you're going to go in and you're looking at you're looking at three to four players that Rafa's want because that's what he that's what he needs to keep us in the division, um, and for for twenty million. And, and and who would who would go and who are they replacing? Are they replacing people with more that they're going to sell for more money? So you're, you're dropping your stock. I, I it's a it's a conundrum, and the whole everything revolves around uh, Ashley and whether he would even give the twenty million. Remember, there's another twenty million out there. That he promised them. It's a mythical twenty million because if we win the FA Cup, didn't he say that there was a twenty million pound bonus on the table? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the twenty million he's talking about as the transfer money? Who knows? You know, but the, the, the man—it's just—it's just unbelievable that, that the way that he's dragging this through. I think uh, the one thing I'll take from when he talked in, early in the season, which gives which gives me a, a lot of hope, is because. As soon as, uh, even though it was a, it wasn't the best interview when it comes to trying to find out what he's thinking, but he, he was sitting in that seat, and as soon as he mentioned relegation, he that he bit that his seat was rocking because it was like somebody. What's his? What with him? It's always about worst case scenario, and that's the thing, isn't it? He. He, the only thing he'll go back to is say, okay, I've tried it twice, hasn't worked. Could I go a third time? Well, obviously not. But the fact that he's, you know, he's he's come out and said a lot of things. That's why, you know, the, the, the deferred payments, he'll, he'll take three payments over this side and the other. The, the, the great thing, it's frustrating for everybody, really, but uh, the thing is, because it is so quiet on everything, that I, I, you know, you've got to think there is a lot of back. There probably is a lot of back and forth that's going on daily, but you can imagine it's going to be complicated. It is no matter what happens. I think because of what allegedly Amanda has said in what she's put in the deal, it, it's not it's not going to be straightforward because yeah, there's a lot of contingencies, uh, and, uh, and, isn't there? And, Andrew, the understanding is though 
there's been a, a, a second bid with nothing in the deal. So what's been put in the deal and out of the deal is irrelevant now. There is an offer on the table that he can take and walk away with. Yeah. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. There's no that nothing else to discuss. It's do you want it or not? And there is no other deal. Sorry, and if there's a stalk on horse bid, mm. um, by some sort of crony um, with an imaginary consortium who may or may not have the money anyway, that's only there to drive the deal up. Then so be it. But I'm telling you now, there's no genuine other offer on the table. It's that simple. And there's nothing else to complicate this now. The only complication is Mike Ashley himself. And it, but and remember Steve's what David rightly, said. As is, is Steve's quite rightly said, yeah. if every day goes past, the value of that deal on the table actually goes up. Because but isn't it interesting what David said, though? Even, even though it was, it was on our show and obviously Sky ah. as well, but he said when he when he when he looked at the, when he saw what allegedly being the bid was, he him himself was nearly expunged. It's, you could have lit him up on that seat when he mentioned it. He says, "Come on, Amanda, put your money where your mouth is," because even even he said the deal, in his financial opinion, was mm. very very light. When it how came many, to the bid, what clubs are you sold and bought? I would venture, Andrew, for mm. all that man's a very good financier and good at what he does. I've been in more involved in more football club deals than he has, and so Steve, for that matter. <laughs> so who, who's, <laughs> who's anybody to to say what a, a bid it should or shouldn't be from somebody who's done? done all their due diligence the right way, who's gone about it the right way in a more professional manner than Mike Ashley did, because if he'd done his due diligence properly, he wouldn't have not found the mortgage that he missed, for example. Um, they've done everything right. They've, ultra due diligence is what I'm, I've been told and what I've been heard at this end of it, the, the ins and outs they've gone into. The, this, the, the rumour that was that, that was put out that they asked for 27 years worth of accounts, like I said in my last piece in the Chronicle, I can believe that. I can believe that on a number of fronts. Probably because they're looking, looking for what's been moved out of St. James's Holding into one of Mike Ashley's companies. So what's, what he's bought isn't what he's selling. And secondly, they want to see where, where the lost revenue streams are gone. Why, why are we not earning commercially what we should be earning compared to our rivals and everywhere else? They'll, there'll be hints in there in those accounts and it's not all about Sports Direct by the way and advertising and stuff like that there's other, other, other ways we've lost revenue streams yeah they also do it yeah. mainly due to the bloody bad management of the club yeah they also do it because they're looking at they're looking at projections and they're going hmm. right well this is where the club was heading this is the sort of gates they were getting this is the sort of turnover that we're getting percentage-wise, and this is the success we're having on the football field. And then you project that forward, and then you start to see the gaps, and it helps, it helps people who are coming in to buy football clubs to be able to then see what the potential is and, and what the, what, where they've lost out, where the losses have occurred in the past, where the losses have been in, in proportion to or in relation to decisions that have been made, so it, it, helps to, it helps to create a picture from people coming in who 
perhaps don't know the region that well, but they know a little bit about football and they know a little bit about finance, but they're putting it all together and they're wanting to make a much, much bigger picture. And they're going back to, the, to their advisors and they're going back to their finance people and they're going back to, the, to their investor group and they're saying, this is where it is. So that's helping them to, to gauge the price. So it could well have been, let's say, that, let's say that the price that they had originally looked at was 180 million. And then they'd looked at it and thought, you know what, but when you, when you reflect and roll that forward, and this is where the club could be in three or four or five years' time, and the first thing you're going to say, well, what have you based that on? And you go, well, you base it on the growth that the football club had in the last 20 years, and you base it on the, the success ratio that it had, how it did under the Keegan days, how it did under the Hall days, where it started to drift, and where the finances drifted under under the Mike Ashley, and how we, what we would be planning to do to put it back. And so they have to prove what's happened in the past can happen again. So they had to had to prove and show that the, those people exactly what happened, how it happened and where the club was heading, then what's happened subsequently and where the mistakes and how that how that, that drop has been caused by a mistake here or a decision there or a particular revenue stream being cut off. Um, and then where they see, right, well, if we bring that if we bring similar sort of revenue streams back in and we, bring, we also have certain levels of success on the football pitch or if we buy players of a certain calibre or we, or we go balls out and buy... A superstar player. This is where, in 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 the ratio that it, that the football club starts to benefit from, and it benefits on TV rights, it benefits on on uh, advertising revenue, etc., etc., all the way through. And that's what they're doing. That's another one of the reasons why you do you do such. You know, looking back, uh, you look back to look forward. Uh, quite frankly, on deals like this, uh, and I'm sure that's what the what that's what's been going on, and that's what's helped them to come up with the price that whatever the price is that the, of the bid that they've put in. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a big unknown, isn't it? It's, I do I do I just I I do feel confident that you know that that they they have been talking for such a long time, and people might think, well, yeah, but. I think there's there's so many deals. It's probably it's it's, good. it's it's a massive deal, and I, and I think he's not going to leave her hanging. I think, I think he, he knows like it's he his last it chance like to get her in Newcastle. Like this he is, is it. leaving her hanging because because he hasn't accepted her bid. It sounds like he is leaving her hanging. Um, because he wants been more. No word of a, yeah. Well, yeah, so he's leaving her hanging. <laughs> yeah, and and if she's not and if she's not moving. Uh, it, you know, in the direction that he wants to go, um, and you know, I, I don't know how we know whether communications continuing or whether whether conversations died. I think that the longer it goes on, um, there's, there's there's more likelihood that it has died. To be perfectly honest, um, or that there's no discussions taking place. The offer's on the table, you know, and and that's it. Um, <laughs> Just, I just, I just, I'm just amazed that he's never come out and, and there's been nothing, has there, that said, nothing. No, I'm not willing to accept your offer. There's been nothing from from the other party to say, um, well, we're still in communication, we're still discussing. But there's also been nothing to say we're entering into any exclusive um, scenarios, which was the word that was yeah. that was touted yeah. about a couple of weeks ago. So but even if, it, even if they that. went into that, it wouldn't be disclosed, would it? No, they can disclose that they're now in a period of exclusivity, because I, it's, I a, it's at that period that it that it that it moves on to the next stage. Because what yes. that does is that tells everybody else, thanks, thank you, goodbye. 
Yeah. This is this is the party for us. This is this is the dotting the I's and the crossing the T's level. This is this is the nitty gritty. This is the bit that says, by the way, uh, I want some of it to go to this bank account, some of it to that bank account. I want I want this done. By the way, that car wasn't involved. Uh, you know. Um, by the way, there's not that 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 plot of land that you think uh, isn't isn't yeah. involved in it. You know, all of those type of things. But um, and and it's the timing, and it's the your your legal team has to draw up this document by X, and my legal team will answer that document with our document uh, by Y. That date will then be the date that we'd all agreed that Z will be signed, etc., etc. All of that type of the stuff where the lawyers um, are crawling it, over things and making sure. Does it not sure make sense though in his mind to think, well, I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to go into exclusivity. We can still talk. Well, he's going to go into exclusivity only when the price is agreed. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I'm saying he might because he in his in his madness he might think, well, I might somebody might come in. That, that that's a hell of a risk, isn't it? To think, well, somebody might come in and um, with a better bid and to rival the current bid. So like a, like he, a white he's probably thinking, in with a horse. Don't know <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, that's no, what I mean. It's the madness bid. It's the madness of of him thinking. Well, okay, it's just funny, isn't it? You, you hear that, um, you know what what the the reckons being put forward in bids. Not just one bit. Actually, no. Normally, it's on a Monday. Something happens with Newcastle quite lately, but um, that's the thing with it. It just it, he, he in his mind, he think, well, I'm not gonna. If what it sells somebody, if somebody wants, somebody else wants to come in. Why would I close the gate uh, for other bits to come in? If he still thinks in his mind, or maybe he's being told by his financial advisor, well, this person, I spoke to this person today, and they're going to put a bid in. So his he might be thinking his his madness for the for detail might be saying, well, I'm not doing exclusively. I'm not going to agree the deal yet because I might get another bid to come in. Could they would be. Have, but there will be non-disclosure agreement signed with all of the other bidders. Right. So so if there's no non-disclosure <laughs> non-disclosure agreement signed, then there isn't going to be a bid coming in because nobody's just going to produce a bid without getting in touch with them first and saying uh, that they were interested. And going through the whole due diligence process <laughs> again and again and again, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the whole the whole wheel starting um, with someone other than PCP Capital. But they because so, they they said they started. They said they got five non-disclosures. So as soon as they get these five non-disclosures, those five people get all the financial information on Newcastle United, right? Yeah. Right. So 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 the fact that that one of the parties put a bid in, what, three, four weeks ago, and none of the other parties have either been identified, mm. uh, named, speculated upon, or put a bid in, <laughs> would, would, that would tell me, with the four weeks gone, that if, if I was, if I was in, involved in wanting to buy someone, and, you know, a house or something like that, and I found out that somebody else was interested, I'd be putting my counter bid in, wouldn't I? You know, yeah. so so there's no counter bids coming in. There's nobody sitting there going, "Oh, we better do something because he might actually agree with with PCP Capital." So, mm. so they're not they're not reacting like that, are they? Because they don't exactly exist. Yeah. 
And that's, that's the bottom line. It, it, yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's why I get... I find it amazing how many people are saying, oh, well, this one's interested and that one's interested. Well, um, if there's another bid on the table and it's better than BCP Capitals and it's agreeable to Mr. Ashley, get on with it, son. Mm-hmm. Are you are you really a willing seller or are you just playing games? And if you're just playing games, then you're asking for trouble because... Yeah. Um, it, it's all going to come undone. And if, I was, if I, and if I was PCP Cattle Partners, that's exactly what I would be saying to them. Yeah. <laughs> the exact words would be, we bids on the table, like it or lump it. Uh, what, you think there's another, there's somebody else interested? Well, my bid's there. If it's better than mine, then take it. Yeah. <laughs> my bid's there, you know? But there's nothing happening. <laughs> there's no, there's, it's, it's, I don't think it needs a genius to work out that there's no other parties at the, at the table wanting to feast on Newcastle United at the moment. I think the interesting thing you said is like obviously that the, the the price of Newcastle United, every single result, like is going down. So her her bid, I think, like Neil said, he has. I think he said a, a few times now, it it the the leverage that she's got over him. Is is being shown in results, right, Neil? Yeah, absolutely. And and that leverage get get better with every passing day as we get closer to January. That leverage is more powerful. There's nobody's ever had this most much ability to turn the screw mm. on um Mike Ashley in terms of Newcastle United. There's nobody has had that ability not a single person who's put a bit genuine bid in for the club has had leverage of any kind mm. until now <coughs> and now and, and not only that neil but nobody's gone through the th- the thorough due diligence that pcp capital have gone through either mm. you, no, know? So, you know so you know that's very it's, true so let's let's bring in uh, another voice to, to add to the debate, in, in Lee Johnson. Good evening, Lee. Um, obviously, um, when it comes to the result and another bad result, and uh, how, how do you feel? Obviously, we're, we're all discussing the ins and outs of the of the deal when it comes to Amanda Staveley. Yeah. But how do you feel when it comes to regards to it? Because you know, it, it, it seems to be obviously getting to Rafa too. Um, <clears throat> I think it's clear. <clears throat> By his press conferences, I thought his press conference before the West Brom game was a bit like, look, Mike, just go, leave, mm-hmm. go away. Um, and I agree with kind of what the lads are saying. I do think so, like with the way the results are going at this particular moment in time. Um, Mike, Mike Ashley is getting backed into a corner. You know, the price of the club is probably going down by the day. There's a bid on the table, it's there. We all know about it. Um, he's got nowhere to hide. Um, he needs to accept it because. If he doesn't accept it, and let's say the deal goes west, I'd just say eventually Benitez walking, the stands empty, and then his um, his business empire that he'll get three hundred million for now would would fall dramatically. So he's in a position where I think he needs to obviously book up and maybe accept. But I think given that it's very quiet at the moment and there's no talk, again, I do think that's a good thing. 
and I, I'm just convinced it's going to happen, Andrew. I'm convinced the deal's going to happen. Yeah, um, I'm just desperate to see me phone light up and tell us again yeah. that he's accepted the deal and he's gone. But I, I, I do actually genuinely think it's going to happen. I do. <clears throat> I think. Uh, what do you think? Obviously, we'll get to the, the result on Saturday. I think people were a bit. Um, it was a great start, wasn't it? And I thought Newcastle playing really well. And I think uh, I remember seeing on here, uh, Neil was mentioning the fact that we we immediately went ten yards further back. Yeah, I agree with that. And invited them on, and and you know it 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 just shows that if we if we go into a game and we just play it up, there's no mistakes. You know, we, we probably would have beaten Chelsea. We almost make them look better than what they are because if they've been struggling like they had been struggling in other games, yes, they've been winning and sometimes losing. But um, I just think as soon as you go ten yards back and he and he played Richie um, in the left back row, wasn't it? I, I think. Uh, okay, that penalty, the wing back, yeah. Yeah. Wing back, I don't I understand I don't why he did that. I can understand because I don't think he thought... Necessarily, I don't think necessarily... We did go 10 yards further back, but I don't think it's necessarily a potential issue if you think back to games like Liverpool at home when we sat in, we sat in, we were tight, we were compact, we were condensed. Mm-hmm. We just unfortunately, at this particular moment in time, if you, if you look at all the goals we've conceded recently, every single one has been either collective or an individual mistake, which we weren't doing. You know, we were making we were making teams work very, very hard for their goals against us. I wouldn't mind it if Chelsea beat us three one, but Chelsea scored three absolute worldy goals when he can do nothing about it. But if you if you look at the goals individually, the first goal can be dealt with. It's a it's a it's a you know it's a Marie, he walks into an area where Mourinho could potentially follow him. Um, the second goal, obviously Richie, it's a, it's a bad header. Yeah. Um, and then Lejeune could deal with it. And the third goal is a penalty when Richie goes to floor. And if you look back at the West Brom goals, I can say the same. If you look back at the Watford goals, I can say the same. We're not making it difficult for teams to score against us at this current moment in time. What Rafa's wall kind of fell down a little bit, and which I, which I'd nicknamed it because I just didn't think we were going to concede. Like I said, when we went into the game against Liverpool, when everyone said that oh, Liverpool was going to tear us apart, I was like, mm-hmm. well, we'll not tear us apart. We're defensively sound, which we have been. And for some reason or other, it's went to pop a little bit. So we just need to kind of get back to base. So I think it's, I think we're, de- we're definitely missing Lascelles, the voice, an organiser. Um, so hopefully he's not too far away. And I think Dummett will be a massive help when he comes back, regardless of what people think about him. Because only it's about getting that shape back, getting that discipline back, working hard as a team, and just settling down a bit. What do you think, Neil? I'll get to Steve in a second, but it was... You know, it, it was it was definitely it was a you know to 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 see us actually take the lead. I, it was it was mind blowing. I thought, but the fact that we, you know, we we actually look good and and it's three mistakes that brings them in. Yeah. It's, it's 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 it is demoralising. You think, well, I, 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 let's I think, just play. I think Lee makes it makes a very valid point about how this season we've made teams work hard for their goals, and now recently we've been shooting ourselves in the foot. And we have caused all of our own problems. Yeah. Um, I think Richie is, is is looked out of sorts. So, in some respects, a change of role for him might have been a way to bring him back to life a little bit. Um, so I'm not going to criticise the formation. I think the formation, uh, it, it, watching out here, there was a number of us sat in in 
uh, slightly different venue here in Tikom in Lock, Stock and Barrel through the week, uh, over the weekend watching it, and it took us a couple of minutes to work out, oh, hang on, this isn't a flat back four. This is something a bit different. He's almost gone like for like on how Chelsea work. Um, and, in, and in patches we look good, but it's the individual mistakes that are now killing me. Um, and it's frustrating. That said, you look, we've only picked up one point um, out of the last five games, is it? Um, but we're still in the same position in terms of distance from the relegation zone, which shows everybody else is playing shite around with. <coughs> yeah. um, and, and, and so, you know, we're, we're getting lucky in that respect that this run might not hurt as badly as it could have. Um, but the, the, when we're missing Lascelles' leadership because there is no leadership on the pitch at the moment. We're, we're, we're certainly lacking that. Um, we need more out of sh- if somebody like Shelby, for example, is find it amazing that he wasn't in the side ahead of the army. This um, is shocking. If you look at the stats of the army, shows you how shocking. bad, how bad Shelby must be sitting in Rafa's opinion at the moment. I'll tell you that. Mm. Um, there's maybe something more going on there than meets the eye. I don't know. Um, well, Gale's the thing is, nice every time Gale's I've heard Shelby talk about um, Rafa, when Rafa's got a problem, he tells him. Mm. Well, Shelby, Shelby yeah. didn't work hard, and Shelby didn't work hard enough against Watford. I know that for a fact. He was wandering around, wandering mm. around, and I was chuffed as that when Hayden came back in against um, uh, West sure. Brom. Yeah. West Brom. I was happy with that change. I had no problem with that change. Shelby had unfortunately went back to the player that was struggling in the last last um, ten games of the season. We got relegated when Rafa didn't play, and he was trying to play Hollywood balls and things like that instead of you know keeping it kind of simple and then playing the Hollywood ball on the other occasion. And he wasn't working hard enough for me. Wasn't working hard enough, so he deserved to be able to decide. Mm. I think that obviously with Marino there, um, I think you know I think that's what what the interesting thing about what happens on Saturday, Saturday night, isn't it? I believe. So um, when the players that have been out come back in, you know the the only problem is it's Leicester, <laughs> you know, who could kill us at any given moment and. That's the worry for me is that yeah we'll be we'll probably be a bit more solid we'll but I think on the break you've got to worry uh, because you know they're they're not the team that were but they they look like they're improving all the time and they seem to have a new dimension with um, with Cloud Puyol who's been absolutely slated in the press but when he took the job and he seems to be changing that team into, into a bit of a force again. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's going to be a difficult game uh, on on Saturday, but we've got to get back to the basics. We've got to get back to what we do. Not worrying about other teams, but getting back to what we do as a football club, what we do on the pitch. I think the players have got to look at themselves. Some of the players, uh, you know, their heads are really are down. Lejeune and, and, and Clark look yeah. as though they've never met. You know, yeah. the, the, the last two games, their performances in the first half against West Brom. And then that performance again on Saturday, they looked like they'd never met before. Um, things like that that need to be need to be addressed. And, he looks and, like he's lost a bit of confidence the June, hasn't he? Well, yeah, but the, the whole team looks like they've lost confidence because it looks like they're not talking to each other. And I think that that conversation, that that little discussion we just you've just mentioned there, the fact that you know how we're missing themselves, we're missing the talker on the football pitch, mm. we're missing the leader, we're missing somebody that they're looking to. 
Shelby lost out against Watford after the 15th minute when he was booked, and that was his game gone, you know. Uh, but it, but during that game, he seemed to be running around like a headless chicken at times, and he had the captain's armband on, you know. And, you, and you're looking at it, and you're thinking, you know, that the, you know, Rafa's tried so many different things to G so many different players up at, at what has been a difficult time. And I think everybody's heads down. We just need to lift our heads on the football pitch and start putting in performances that we know that there's players there that are capable of, um, because we've seen some great performances already this season from them. Um, it, it it is going to be a, a very very difficult game against uh, against Leicester, but it's an important game. Plus, we've got this the fact that it's you know 125th anniversary. There's, a, there's, there's apparently a lot going to be going on you know around the game as the week goes on, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, guys, I'm going to have to bail out here. Uh, no, no problem. Thanks, Steve. Is it yeah five past seven? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we got the team. My wife's got the tea ready for us, and we're going to suck it. He's, li- he's lying. He's going to watch the FA Cup draw. He's going to watch the draw, yeah. Just uh, tell- I'm watching it myself. Man City away. Man City away. Oh, God, you can imagine, <laughs> can't you? God. We're going to have Adrian <laughs> Bevington on next week, uh, Steve, oh, so have you. your questions ready. I will do. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it, guys. Right. Cheers, no, thanks, Steve. Yeah, yeah. He's, right. He's right there about going back to basics. Like, I yeah. would prefer us just to go back to basics in terms of sitting in, being tight, compact, and let Leicester come on to us. Let Leicester come on to us. Throw Leicester, throw Leicester a curveball because Leicester normally like, seems to come on to them. Let them come on to us. Let them have possession of the football. Sit in, mm. be disciplined, and try and pick try and pick the right times to go forward. That's what we were doing so well at the beginning of the season. That is still, that is still instilled in this team. That's, that's the way we were set up in the championship. We set up pretty much like that in the championship, and people were always like, you know, it's a bit too negative, it's a bit too boring, but it was getting us results. And as far as I was concerned, I think at the time, Rafa was, Rafa was doing something with the formation that he believed would work in the Premier League to keep us in the Premier League. So that's why it kind of, I kind of found it strange that he changed it <clears throat> um, over the last couple of weeks. And it's coincided and, and, and obviously uh, poor results. So I just want us to go back to basics. And I thought by bringing the likes of Perez back in, um, playing one man up front, we, we've done that. I thought we did that well against West Brom. We should have won that game. Again, two silly mistakes, but for the majority of the 90 minutes, we were well in control. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to get that control back and get that confidence back. And I think what Steve's touched on is going to be massive flag displays on there on Saturday. It's getting near Christmas. It's a whole five kickoff. I hope the place is bouncing on Saturday night. Should be near when it comes to when it comes to the, I think last time we played Leicester we actually gave the game away because we we deviated from the game plan. I think um, if and it's a big if isn't it that all those players that have been injured do come back in. Um, I think with the the good thing about Cloud Priol's team, he will come he will come for us. He will sense mm. the fact well these guys are here for the taking, and that that'll help us fundamentally won't it because he, they, they were thinking well you know we were champions a couple of years ago and well like, two years ago whatever it was mm. and we've, they've got a great chance because they, they will be they will be they'll come hunting because they know they'll oh. still be thinking we get one goal we get two have they got the means to come back but probably the most important thing is uh, Gale has at least Gale has scored already scored that's two goals in three games now I think I'm not sure um, so you've got to think on Saturday, um, he's he's not going to bring... Well, the good thing was, 
uh, I get to you, Neil, first, and then uh, and then uh, Lee. The fact that he did drop finally, Jocelyn. But look, anybody who wants to come out with is sort of playing into Rafa's hands a little bit the way he sets him up. There's no doubt about that. It's it's great to see Gale scoring again because the the lad <clears throat> um, earned his right to have a goal. Um, and I don't know what went on close season and what went on at the start of the season in terms of his injuries and was he he seemed to be as much mentally not right as physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's obviously fragile in certain ways. Um, perhaps he's one of these players that just needs a lot of needs to know he's, he's number one. Well, I tell you what, you, you keep scoring like that, you will. Because we need goal threat. We're, we're lacking goals. And so somebody who can put the bloody ball in the back of the net, yeah, it would be a godsend if we could see him scoring goals. Because you've got to remember when we signed him from Palace, I know a lot of Palace fans weren't happy to see him go because I think at the time he was their top scorer. Yeah. Three seasons in a row. Despite oh, coming off the bench. I just exactly. think... I just the only thing is with Gale, I don't know if he necessarily suits the way we're currently set up. No. If we set up to be, if we set up to be um, more tight and more defensively sound, I think sometimes when we put the ball forward, he well, we can't can't lump it to him. No, can't can do is play the ball over the back into the full back, back into the full back positions. And I it think depends. that's where you would have to. It's critical then, though. We get the right number plays. ten to play with him. Mm. Yeah. And 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 I don't wonder. And he has a bit of a left field thought. Whether the combination in that respect might be to push Mourinho forward into the number ten because he's I've got more physical so. presence and allow Shelby and Hayden to sit deep. I've said that myself. There might actually be room for all three. three of them I must though he did go back. The thing is, Mourinho, when he's not involved in the team, he does go very quiet. I, I did think on. On Saturday, that when he's not involved in the game, he's well, nothing happens for Newcastle. I think I think one thing that people forgot about Saturday, Andrew, is that we we're playing the champions, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're playing the champions. Where we we are in reality a newly promoted football team who was, it was the club uh, in a, in a going forward sense. Yeah, we were, we were, Rafa was let down in the summer. Let's not get away from that. He was mm-hmm. let down in terms of buying better footballers to improve us. We were playing yeah. against the champions on Saturday. The champions who have probably, since Abramovich come in, spent nigh on, you know, 700, 800, 900, 1,000, 1,200 million pounds on footballers, where we've spent pittance, nothing, absolutely now. So mm-hmm. I think people forget that. Um, and if we were afforded the same kind of finances, some of the other teams, like Everton, for example, in the summer, who have just li- recently went above us, I'm sure we would be competing within the top eight of the league if Rafa was given 175 million to spend. I did. I did notice Kevin Nolan actually chiming in, uh, saying that Rafa's complaining too much about the, the the transfer budget he's got, which I thought was a bit of a, a low blow, especially from him, when he who should know better. But I'll see it on Sky, though, Andrew. It's not like it's not. It, it's like they don't do their homework. Especially, about I know you're going to combust when you were listening to uh, <laughs> listening to Sunes. I can tell. Oh Jesus Christ! He's a moron, man. I mean, literally, he comes out with some of the most embarrassing stuff about the expectancy. You have to be a big player to play there because they'll get on you quickly. That is an absolute load of shite. We've never won a trophy mm. since 1969. He's talking. Uh, I think the thing that surprises me. The thing that surprises me, Neil and Steve and uh, Lee, 
is the fact that nobody on that set opens their mouth and just tries to and, and tells them because this is the problem with with the media. Somebody needs to say, well, you know, you're saying that, but blah 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 blah. Um, how can you say that? They expect too much, and you know, somebody needs to shut them shut them up, or even turn around and say, well, okay, well, you're saying that. It, it could be Dave Jones, couldn't it? Uh, mm. to, just to turn around and say, listen, you, you, you've mentioned this a few times, Newcastle, but this is happening, this is happening. How can you, and they've got 52,000 in, in the championship. And, you know, there needs to be some form of rebuttal um, from anybody that, you know, knows anything about football, even if, if Gary's there and Gary Neville's there and, you know, whichever, whosoever, whoever sits next to him, because Jamie Redknapp just seems to, you know, agree with anything that he says. Well, it's embarrassing. I, I don't. I don't think they do their homework necessarily on these, on the so-called lesser sides, which we would be included in. I think Sky have got their recognised top six, seven, and most of their homework goes into them. Uh, I, I, like I said, like I was saying on Saturday when I was getting rather annoyed on tweets. If a man, I would love if Amanda Steele need to come in and spunk five hundred billion on us on the, on a team. And it would ruin their recognised top six. They wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what were Chelsea and Man City doing before foreign money? Like, yeah, I think they forget that. What were they, what were they like? Were they European champions or winning cups and winning everything every every other season? No, the bloody weren't. Chelsea mm-hmm. were far in the past, To be honest with you, they were close to going into administration apparently. And Man City on the, Man City were absolutely desperate. They were trudging along. They were going absolutely nowhere. And another thing I noticed about Man City at the weekend this absolutely world-class team that's been assembled, which they, their fan base should be absolutely thankful for. Empty seats all over the Etihad yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. If this was yeah. St. James's, uh, if this was Newcastle United, and somebody wants to take us forward, I, 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 pers- I said it on the Twitter, I personally believe you could hide 15,000 on the gate. I really do. Yeah. I really believe that. I really believe that. So, this is why well, I I'm think, just... I, I don't know about you, I sort of kneel then we get Lee's reaction a minute, but if... if I, I, I'm with Lee on this because I, I do think it'll happen. There will be an absolute. You, you, you'll see people going to New, Newcastle's ground and celebrating the fact, even if there's not a game on, Neil. If when this is an, when this is announced, yes, you know it'll be abs. Like it'll be, it'll just be like a, you know, a Liberation Day. Do, do you remem- remember how people turned up for Shearer's signing? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I was there. I was there. Remember how they turned up for Michael Owens signing? Yeah, they'll turn up mm-hmm. just to celebrate. They will. And I mean, you're right about what you're saying about about Skylads. I tell you what, you're still light years ahead of what we've got out here it, with being sports because we've got the ones Sky throughout. <laughs> and think where where they're stuck at the minute. Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Some of the tripe that gets bandied around on being sports out here. It's lazy, it's stereotypes, it's everything of the worst of the laziest types of things you could imagine. And the, the few of them that are out here... I'm just walking into the, I'm just walking into the living room, lad, because the drawers are... Yeah, I know, I'm watching myself, yeah. <laughs> that, that, are, that are in a position to, to actually correct it and do something about it. You can see them dying in the corner. Mm. People like Andy Kerr, who used to be on Time Tees, you know? Mm. You can see him champing at the bit, wanting to chime in when they're coming out with crap. 
Mm. Um, well, that's and, probably why why he wants me on the team. I think <laughs> I'm meeting him in a couple of weeks. Actually, I just want to let you know that it's an yeah. absolute joke, really. Some of the stuff that that gets bandied around. But you're absolutely right. If the deal happened to go through and was to be announced, um, it would be like the bloody end of Wizard of Oz. It would be like Ding Dong, the witch is dead, wouldn't it? People would be dancing around. So biggest party, biggest party ever, mind if it happens, mind. Oh, it'll be a massive party on Tyneside if we, if this deal goes ahead. Because I think oh. you would you would imagine to me it's like you you put yourself in Mark Ashley's shoes, especially when he wants to buy. If he wants to buy Debenhams, Debenhams, you know. I'm, I'm sure Neil might know more about the stock, but the stock is the stock is falling. Uh, every time I watch, every time I see something like this, oh, I I always keep on hearing the stock. You know, his stock is that particular stock is falling. So, but he still has to pay three hundred million to, to you know to buy out Debenhams, and you know Debenhams is right in this slap bang middle of Newcastle, and I I went in today and you know looking around type thing. So, there, you know you can understand why he wants a bit of that pie, Neil, kind of. Oh, it, it's it's Moy's portfolio of businesses, isn't it? Mm. You know, at the end of the day, you can see yeah. see where he wants to go. But that's not just what I've heard of what he wants to do. I mean, I, I've heard a couple of very interesting things about what he wants. And if and if and if one of them in particular is very true, um, I'm amazed he's not taking the deal now. So I don't know what the hell he's holding out for. I must say, when, when you do wife, when you do hear about the ex, his wife must have expensive tastes in condos in a certain part of the US. <laughs> I, I must admit though, like when you the fact that he wanted, you know, such a high figure anyway, and then you know he, the word came out via the Chronicle that he would settle for three fifty, and then we cut we slay that it's up to it's up to three eighty. Now it's been four hundred. What, what's what what's going on? What's man? the game there? And because he's switching and because well, he's a he's a wee man. I've told you, and and th- this this is the this is the thing that I've come across before, and I've told you this. I've told you this on this show before, and and I've heard it now from I've had it confirmed from two separate sources that don't know each other, and there's there's no way they could have got this info from each other. Or heard it via me, right? Yeah. That the the deal with this proper of it went up a hundred million because he was ten minutes late into the room. Yeah, I remember you said yeah. He does bullshit stunts like this all the blood. Oh time. man, look at <laughs> middle of the segment. Why couldn't that be a couple of women? <laughs> I know. I was watching it when it <laughs> middle of the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. With uh, hoping to be Newcastle then, because that would be at least been on television. Oh, I wanted them lot, man. I just want to play them again. <laughs> right, let's let's talk about the the, uh, the Sunderland off. incident. Uh, that was a <laughs> that said, that was a a very interesting and uh, what happened. And of course, it's now coming out that he didn't defecate on the seat. Uh, Neil, first first of all, your reaction. Then I get to to Steve to Lee's. What Andrew? Sorry. Uh, the, you obviously heard about the incident at the stadium of yeah. light uh, regarding which, the support, which, and then they're now they're now including the, a certain Sunderland fan and who's in a high position in the Daily Mirror is now saying, "Come on, let's all correct it. It didn't happen." Well, yeah. what was the lad doing with his trousers around his ankles in the ground? Um, <coughs> and he had so much to drink he can't remember it, but he knows he definitely didn't do a poo. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. It l you look like you're on the crapper in that picture, son. Yeah, he does. And he why does. was everybody else saying that you did? And why was somebody else on, on, on the bus's forum was, was saying, well, there was kids spewing up with the smell and all this kind of stuff? <laughs> I know stuff gets exaggerated on message boards. I'm along. If, if anybody's oh, ever get heard, wolves, of them, you know. heard of the message board skunkers, I used to be on skunkers. And so I... I know what it's like on in in the world of world of bloody football message boards at the cutting edge, and 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 the harsh ones where people are quite happy to say what exactly what they think in in words of four letters and less. Um, this something's definitely Us, happened to that young man. Home tie, home tie, home tie. Oh, Chelsea come out. Luton Town, Luton Town. Oh, Captain that's good. Then it's not too bad. That's Excellent. a good. Big, that's a good one for Newcastle. Good even though they beat, even though they beat uh, Gateshead five nil. We're going to avenge that thumping of Gateshead. There you go. <laughs> that's a good draw. That we'll, we'll take that. We'll take that. That's a good start. Gets the new year off with oh, a bang. So Newcastle would have been, have would have been good to get the Macros Oh God, I would have died for the Mac. Oh my God, can you imagine? Play, play, play them the weekend. That top scorer gets recalled. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame we um, didn't get them though, so isn't it? It's re a real shame. What's happened in that ground, whatever's gone on, is nothing short of a disgrace. And yeah. If you wanted a metaphor for that club at the moment, there it is. Hi. Lee, what was your thoughts on it? Because obviously it's come out, he's had 12. How the hell he's had 12 beers and. Uh, four cans of, <laughs> but he had been out all night allegedly. So you'd have seen the photos. Obviously, I don't think the, I don't think the worst thing about it, I don't think the worst thing about the photo is uh, the fact he got his punch on the angles. If he's hair, he's in a fight. He's hair. <laughs> well, he, he, uh, he obviously didn't read the remit about not being allowed to bring a ferret into the ground. So, I mean, you can sit. I mean, it's like me sitting where I sit. If that happened next to me and the band was sitting with us, I reckon most of the people around me would lynch the kid and yeah. play him out himself. Now you can see, you can see fans looking at him going, what the hell is going on here? I mean, has that ever happened in a football ground? I've I mean, never seen, you've never seen, nobody's ever saw that in any ground. That, that's, it's absolutely minging and what Neil said there, it does, it does sum up everything about them shite. Um, it's just minging, it's absolutely disgusting and I mean, I'm glad now that all I do is punch horses instead of like pooing in the old stadium. I mean, that's, I mean, they used to turn up at St. James's Park with them. Um, I think I've seen a good tweet. They used to turn up with St. James's Park with sports direct carry back trying to take the mig out of us. So the next time we play something, they're there, so we turn up wearing pampers and that. Yeah. <laughs> I never oh, know. Yeah. They, they normally do something in the FA Cup, so if Newcastle, it could be, could still be on. It would be, a, it would be a wonderful occasion, wouldn't it, though? Just to, you know, a, a Newcastle team compared to their team, it should be would be an interesting game. But um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the game coming up, I think um, with Newcastle really getting players back, uh, what could what do you think is going to happen the weekend? Do you, do you think um, he's going to be cagey, or is he, do you think it's going to be a um, a game where we could it actually be I, I, every game at Newcastle? I suggest. It's going to be it's it's going to be an open game, Lee. Um, not necessarily. If we're going back to what we were doing six games ago, um, I think we, I think at the end of the day, we're playing the champions off two seasons ago. Um, they're a good side. I know they lost Candy, but they're still a good side. They've got some good footballers, Morris and Barney in particular. Uh, defensively, they're solid with Morgan and um, the kid beside them, Leicester in the summer, Maguire. 
Um, what were at home, Andrew? Fifty-two thousand, one hundred twenty-fifth anniversary. It's a half-five kickoff. It's close to Christmas. Everyone will be bevied up. I'm sure the town will be bouncing. Why not? Yeah, we've got something to lose. I don't, I don't, I don't have, I have this narrative about that. Was, I guess we're struggling at the moment, but I don't care. Anyone who comes to St James's Park, I, I fancy it's against anyone at St James's Park. And to, to throw in the throw into the hat there, this is Rafa Benitez, isn't Newcastle United? We're not Alan Pardew in Newcastle United or Steve McLaren in Newcastle United. We've got a manager of subs, a manager who will have us prepared, well drilled. And if we can just cut out the silly mistakes, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll give Leicester more than... I, I, I can guarantee we'll give Leicester a better game uh, this Saturday night than we did two years ago at St James's Park when they came and absolutely destroyed us three now. Mm. Yeah, I've, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, before I bring in my guest, it's, it's quite funny, isn't it? Can imagine, everybody talked about yesterday about the fact that Gateshead would be great for Gateshead to get a draw against Newcastle. How they must be six to chip tonight that... They, Obviously they got beat five nil, but it would have been a, you know, a, a massive tie for Gateshead to play Newcastle at Newcastle. What what a what a unfortunately for them because obviously I'm from Gateshead, so it would have been a tremendous thing. But I'm going to bring in my uh, my guest from America, in Chris Paris. Uh, good evening, Chris. How are you? Good evening, guys. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Good. I've got a bit of a cold, but I'm getting over it. Uh, so tell me, what was your thoughts? Obviously, uh, we're still waiting for the to see what's going on with the takeover. But uh, you probably would have seen Newcastle's match on on Saturday. And uh, what was your thoughts about it? But I think um, a lot of us um, were starting to see the the you know the the Rafa Benitez slowly but surely losing his patience with 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 the owner. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about the match first, I thought uh, Newcastle came out very bright in those opening minutes and, and really created quite a few chances and, and got a goal. And it was it was impressive to see them score at uh, you know at Stamford Bridge. They were playing well, but you could just see that all it took, all it was going to take, was Chelsea to flip the switch, and you just saw quality everywhere. Uh, you saw great passing. I think uh, something's happened with Newcastle since. Uh, Lascelles has been hurt. They're just so bad on crosses now. And you can tell, you can see that that, that is the book. Get it wide against Richie, who cannot defend, and get and then cross it into the box, and it's a goal. It's happened now Manchester United. It's now happened now with Chelsea. You know, it happened with Watford as well. It's, it, it seems to me like that's kind of the, the motus operandi on, uh, on, how to beat, you know, on, how, on how to beat Newcastle. And hopefully they can get that fixed because you know you know as well as I do that Leicester is going to play on the break. They're going to you know they're going to be looking at Mares. They're going to be trying to loop. I guarantee they'll be they're going to be going down Richie's side because that is what has been working. I mean Richie's a terrific offensive player, but he's clearly not as good at defense, and teams have been kind of finding him out. Yeah, I think um, with, with it's such a it's such a. <laughs> Interesting fixture next week, especially if the players come back and um, you know that we we you know we, we need to, uh, people keep on saying go back to basics, but for me the the, the good thing about Saturday was obviously Joseph wasn't in the team, but um, it only opens up the further debate who's going to play on 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 Saturday, but it's definitely going to be obviously Gale's going to be in the team for sure. Um, I think the way that they play, you can imagine that he will bring back Shelby. Um, so it 
it's definitely going to be an interesting scenario who he who he plays in that team. I think uh, Neil brought up an interesting thing about number ten, bringing Marie, put Marino further up top and uh, Shelby and Hayden in the middle. What do you think about that? That's quite quite a good call for Neil that one. No, I I like that as well. Um, I definitely need they need they need more steel in the midfield. It's it's not that Yosi Perez. I mean, it's, it's, this is not his fault, what, what happened against Chelsea. I thought he, he did what he could. It's just uh, – got in the premiership, you have to be able to have a good first touch. You've got to be able to control the ball, and you've got to be able to play a pass. And too, too many times, Mo, Mo Diami does not control the ball in the middle. If you're, if you're losing the midfield then, and you don't have a striker, which Newcastle really doesn't, well, then you're dead in the water. And that's kind of what's happened. I'm not sure what Shelby's done to kind of – tick off Rafa. I don't know why he wasn't playing uh, at Stamford Bridge. I mean, I thought he would have been a much better, much better choice than Mo Diami. But uh, the bottom line is, I mean, let's, let's, I mean, guys, let's really be honest here, though. This is a team that won the championship, really didn't strengthen itself very much. Rafa Benitez put a team in place that was designed to win the championship, and they did. But they, and his whole plan was to, okay, guys, some of these guys are not going to drop to the bench. We're going to bring in some guys with premiership quality, and we're going to really go for it in the premiership. Well, they didn't do that. They thought that they could just, they thought that they could just be the guys that uh, that won the championship are going to be able to get get it done in the premiership, and that's not the case. You know, Bournemouth kind of was able to pull this off, but I think it's because they had a different spirit in the team. There was a young team. They're all ready to go. They're all they're all pushed, all all rowing in the right direction. Whereas now, I mean. These are super teams up at the top of the Prem right now. These are super teams. I mean, these are teams that Newcastle, frankly, does not, they do not belong on the pitch with right now. I mean, not, not with the guys that they have. And the good news is, is they're punching above their weight. They're hanging in most of these games. Chelsea and Man United are really, really good teams. Leicester's going to be difficult. What they need to do is they need to make sure that they get full points at home from the bottom eight teams, the bottom eight teams in the Premiership. That's who Newcastle needs to make sure they're picking off left and right. And if you, and if you get a tie against one of the big boys, I mean, so be it, you know, or something like that. But I don't know, guys. Don't you think it's just, it's just shown more and more, especially this year? I don't really remember ever Newcastle seemingly like they were just – the quality was so much higher because you can see the tactics are fantastic. Like with Pardue and with McLaren, Newcastle was just out of position. They were out of position and totally, totally tactically inept. How many times did they give up a goal, like, in the first minute of the match? You know what I'm saying? Because they were completely unprepared. This is a different story. I think this is really – I really just think this is – you know, they say that uh, there's, a, there's a kind of a saying in, uh, in, in the U.S. and in Texas that a good coach has the best – the better players makes it coach really good. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a really, really good coach and not have, sub, and have substandard players. And I think that's kind of what Rafa Benitez is kind of finding out is that he does not have the players to compete with what he wants to compete and, and at the level he wants to compete. Stephanie hurt. I think uh, I'll get to Neil on this one first. It's definitely hurting him though, isn't it, Neil, when it comes to the fact that you know he, he's got no answer to the, to the players that he's facing week after week. Well, yeah. It, 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 I, 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 you keep coming back to the phrase he used that in the in the press conference about we are where we are because of what we did what we did yeah in the summer you know and 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 that's the bottom line now what we're missing we've got one left back 
at the club who, um, in spite of, of the situation, um, I think the people who, again, like Mitrovic, it gets better the longer he's not in the team. Yeah. Um, but the, it's a Premiership club should not have one left back. And that one left back got a, a, a nasty injury, and that's it. They've been kind of knackered for a little bit. Um, so we've struggled to fill that slot. <coughs> we've made do and mended. Um, we're desperately short of goals. You know, um, he's putting square pegs in round holes to try and counteract opposition. And then when, when you look at that Chelsea team, when you look at the two lineups. Um, by rights, they should have thumped with, and actually we made it easy for them. Yeah, we gave we gave them through three goals. Let's be let's be brutally honest. Um, <coughs> one of my advantages this season is he's had what organised and working hard, but when that disappears and when that breaks down, like we showed against Watford, um, we don't have a lot of um, inherent quality in the squad. And that's painful. It's painful, painfully obvious to see. What do you think, Lee? It's a, it, you know, I think the more this goes on until the, into January, he, you know, Rafa is hurting, he, and he is going to be more and more outspoken because, you know, he, he he's now every time he's kind of talking to the press, he's he's mentioned the fans. The fans know. The fans know why we're here. There's a reason why we're going to be here. The only way, if um, we look to get players in uh, that Ash is going to do anyway. He's going to bring in loan players. Yeah, he's in, like I said, his interview before the West Brom game um, was literally a, a sign to Mike Ash. He said, please, man, just sell, go away, mm. leave. Mm. Um, there's no doubt about it. See, he was let down badly in the summer. Anyone who thinks otherwise is basically a burke. I, I mean, I do hear the odd... The odd person say, oh, he's been well back, Rafa, he's been well back, he hasn't, man, but he does, he was, he was, people say he was well back in the championship, was he, he was, what, what happened in the championship, all my gosh, he did was protect his investment, so he could get it back promoted again, so obviously he had the, the riches of the Premier League, and then the day we, we were net, we made a net spender of 30 odd million, so he never really spent anything, all he did was, all he did was make sure Rafa had enough to get us back up at the first attempt. And then we get back up at the first attempt. He makes some promises, promises which were pretty much put out there. Everyone was excited. Oh, this is, this is, the, this is a new dawn. Mike, the pennies finally dropped with Mike Ashley. Well, no, it didn't. The minute the Tammy, the minute the Tammy Abraham deal went west, everyone knew what was going on straight away. So Rafa is frustrated. There's no doubt about it. He's, he, he continues to try and keep fans' feet on the ground because, like I said, I think a lot of our fans forget we are still, regardless of the name Newcastle United and the stadium having 52,000 fans, we got promoted from the championship last season. And we are currently sitting on 15 points, which probably, in reality, given the transfer business that we did in the summer, is about right. Is about right. And I if, think, we uh, get, if we can get yeah. to about 20 points or 21 points, 22 points going into the new year, I think we'll be fine. And hopefully we'll get bloody took over so we can sort off. I think, uh, Chris, when it comes to, I think people haven't re- thought of this one, but um, if Clemens goes the, goes the journey at Swansea, 
you've got to think he might turn around to Chelsea and say, well, okay, um, could I have my um, assignment there um, uh, ab- abandoned and go back to Chelsea? And you, you might you might think uh, Newcastle might go back in to be able to go back in for them. But um, I think I would I would fancy in January if they can get him on loan um, would be Danny Ings. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, you know, Danny. You know, Danny's had he scored goals, but I mean, I haven't seen him in so long, guys. It's mm-hmm. uh, it'd be nice to actually get a guy that we know scored goals in the last you know in the last year in the Premiership. But that's the thing. I mean, it's it's money. I think if I think if Newcastle wants to save this, they are going to have to go out of England. They're going to have to either go to France. They're going to have to go to Germany. They're going to have to bring in a Cisse who just catches fire and hooks mm-hmm. us up. With a lot of goals for the rest of you know for the rest of this year, even even if it's on loan, I really think that's kind of that's going to be the kind of the way they're doing it. But I'll say one thing, fellas, I've been so impressed with uh, with Newcastle's fans, and I've been very very impressed with Newcastle's team because they clearly are un they're unmanned, they're, they're outmanned. But you wouldn't know it by their efforts, by the way that they're just they're going for everything. But the only time their heads dropped, their heads dropped a little bit after they gave up the second goal against Watford. But then, instead of the crowd getting onto their case in Watford, the crowd was still singing, still lifting them up, and were able to get those able to get those two goals and tie that match. And I thought a huge point, maybe you know, for the grand scheme of things. So we're not where we were. We are not where we were. there are no banners saying we don't demand a team you know that wins. We demand a team that tries. And this team is trying its tail off. It's just whenever you're you're given so many horses to run in the race and the other team and the other people, <laughs> the other team has African, you know, thoroughbreds or whatever the heck they're called. You know I mean? You know, after the you know, huge terrific racehorses, well, you're just going to get what you get. I mean, you can only run for as long as you can. Hopefully it's long enough to make sure that Newcastle stays up. And uh, I hope that there's going to be some loan deals. I really do. I, 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 I really, really do. But I think that we need to, Stop thinking about this tramp, this uh, takeover business, because it looks to me like Mike Ashley's going to screw us. I mean, it, it looks to me like this. This is I've heard, I've, I've seen headlines where delicately poised mm-hmm. talks, maybe you know, you know those types of things. That's typical Mike Ashley right there. Just pull the rug out from underneath of you, you know, right there at the end. Well, he but can I think afford he to screw- though. No matter what he says, I don't think um, he can afford this deal to go south, irrespective no. of the fact that it's gone quiet. I think it's I, happening. They I think it's happening. I think, I think it's just it's it's. Oh, I think Chris, it's going to be negative, 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 negative until something happens. And um, you know, no matter what he's been saying, there's been no like you know this from the time he's bought the club, he's always wanted to sell it, and he's finally got somebody with money and you know with reputation because that's important, isn't it? And the fact that she's been involved in takers before with Man City and trying for Liverpool, where she's learned a lot from, you know, inaction essentially because, you know, the the reason why it didn't happen because it it kept it went on for a year and a half, and they what and they were couldn't understand why it wasn't happening as quickly as what she expected. The fact that she's been given a deadline that Mike Ashley has said, listen, I want this done by this, this, and this, you know. As as Neil said, you know the leverage that we we you know that we have uh, that she has over him, 
um, it's not gonna it's not gonna go away anytime soon, um, and because every single defeat, <laughs> the money goes off it. So, the, but I, I, I've said a couple of times now, Chris, that that mo- the money that's been allegedly put in even um, was a tad. You know, if it's if it's not gonna go over three hundred million, and you know people have, yes, he's asked for four hundred million, but I, it was a, a tad light. But especially if you're if it's two hundred fifty million and she's including um, in that a fee for relegation and the the, the taxman coming in, um, what 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 could lead to what? Well, I mean, guys, what do you guys think about what I'm saying though about how the players are given everything they have? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anyone's taking a game off. <laughs> and also, what do you think about going for loan guys? Uh, yeah. Like some lone players, maybe in Germany, or I mean, I know we know Mitrovic is going to Anderlecht. That you know that's happening. I guarantee you, Mitrovic's off to Anderlecht in January. Lord, so maybe, yeah. maybe go, maybe look into the Bundesliga. There's some terrific goal scorers in the Bundesliga right now. They seem like they're go- they're scoring goals for fun over there. What do you think, uh, Neil? For then, then Lee? Uh, well, we'll keep being linked with this um, Turkish lad, Besiktas. Um, We've been linked with this German player, uh, an ex um, uh, Tottenham player, Lewis Lewis Holtby, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. been like he's I reckon he's going to get going to be let go, and I don't know where Lewis plays, but um, I think probably midfield. But that's the trouble. Yeah, <laughs> how, many, yeah. how many more midfielders do we need? But well, they've got to put pressure on Shelby. Much more potential number tens can we have? Yeah. You know, we need to be drawing the line somewhere. We need to, we need to do something there. Yeah. My, my feeling is, he's, is part of his assuming I'm going to get minimal transfer money is I think you'll try and bring this Turkish lad in and then try and fill the loans in around yeah. around the edges. <clears throat> Rightly or wrongly, that's what I'm kind of preparing myself mentally for. We'll see. Yeah, Lee, yeah. what do you think? Uh, loans and if, Mike, if Mike actually still owns Newcastle United, I only see loan deals, to be honest. I, I can't see anything else. I can't see him putting his hand in his pocket, if I'm perfectly honest with you, Andrew. Yeah. Um, I, think he'll, um, I think he'll do the bare minimum, and Rafa will have to work his magic and maybe try and get a couple in just to strengthen our... Um, strengthen our numbers in certain positions and then hopefully we'll, we'll, we will have to basically keep key individuals fit for the remainder of the season for us to stay up in my eyes. Yeah, because we've got, we've got to think logically as soon as, if anything happens with regards to takeover or him staying, if there's a takeover, any price that they put a bid in for, the price goes up. So it's, it's the same for like Man City did, the same that Chelsea did. Every time a team goes in, uh, I would suggest um, any team in the Premiership now goes for a player. It's automatically every single player twenty million. Look at look at Tridini. They tried to some who tried. Uh, I can't remember who tried to buy him now. I think it was Leicester, and they bid twenty four million for him. The guy can't get in the first team. So I know, but if it gets to the, if, if I'm and PCP do take over and we we'll get to the thirty first of January. Lionel Messi rocks up with it after we've paid two hundred million for him. I'm, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Andrew, there's prices on footballers. 
if you want goal getters, which Rafa pretty much said the other day, 20 mm-hmm. goals a season, one was going to cost you 40 odd million. Yeah. And then he said, a guy who can just kick the ball forward cost you 15. Mm-hmm. You know, and, he, and he's right. You've got to pay big bucks for goal getters, and that's where he, that's where he was massively let down in the summer. That's where he was massively let down in the summer. And that's why Mike Ashley needs to pack up and leave because he has no ambition in taking this club forward. It's quite clear he's been happy to mosey along, protect his investment, which has led to two relegations. Um, and I don't even want to go into the, all of his misdemeanors because we'll be on this show till 9 o'clock tonight. <laughs> it's, it's about time he just left. He has no ambition to take this club forward. You can see the frustration in Rafa Benitez's face because Rafa Benitez believes the club has potential, as we all do. So it's about time he just accepted the offer and just goes and never, ever comes back to the northeast ever again unless he's going to rock up at Sunderland and buy them for a laugh. I, I do think uh, when it comes to the... Obviously, the... We, when it comes to everything, when it comes to everything, Chris, um, you know, I think the background checks from the FA on Stavely normally, I keep on being told, it takes a month, and that was from the date that they met her at Wembley um, when England played Brazil. So you can imagine that that's going to take take its time as well. I think, it, you know, I'm guessing, but um, that's why it, the process is uh, taken. I think. Uh, take as long as it is, but I think when it comes to the the players that he's going to bring in, everything is linked to this takeover because if he's not going to be given any money whatsoever, or he's given the bare minimum, and it is going to be loans, even even these loans are going to you're going to have to pay the club uh, that you know the wages that they were being paid at, um, like just say Danny Ings at Liverpool, he, he was on a tidy wedge because he came in for a fee. And uh, he would have been given a, a really good salary. So I think that was the problem that Rafa heard with Abrams, uh, Tammy Abrams, is that everything was you know, agreed, but then they wouldn't pay. But then if they suddenly said, oh, we're not going to pay the fee that, that comes with any uh, loans. So it's going to be interesting. And um, who, who would you like to see a play up front on, um, on Saturday before I bring in uh, John? Uh, Chris? I'm going to... I mean, I guess I guess it's got to be Dwight Gale, right? I mean, he's the guy that's actually put the ball in the net, you know, twice out of the last four games. Yosalu can't find the net. And as good as Mitrovic is, fellas, I mean, when's the last time Mitrovic scored a goal? Although, technically, I thought the goal he did score against Watford could have been allowed. Yeah. It was, uh, it, you know, plus it the, wasn't plus the one against West Brom as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, it was uh, no, excuse me. You're right. West Brom, West Brom, not Watford, West Brom. Yeah, you're right. So... Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I did. I many. I think Mitro does work pretty well off the bench. I think Yosalu with if Gale starts scoring goals, I think Yosalu. I think Yosalu moves. I really do. I think that that means Benitez will play because Gale does run. He doesn't give him a lot, you know, in the air. But right now, I mean, even the defenders aren't giving a lot in the air. It's ridiculous how many darn crosses keep going in over defenders' heads, you know, from Newcastle players not clearing balls out. I think uh, I think at home Rick, he can't. He has to Rick play Rick a big man up front because if he doesn't, the thing is when you look at Newcastle's team, they struggle when they don't have a when they don't have a somebody to kick the ball to. It's it's it might it might it might be the easy thing to do, but Newcastle need that, and they they did against Chelsea. They were hitting that ball long to for Gale to jump up in the air to get because. That's the default position for any team where, where when you you feel like you're coming under pressure is to kick the ball long, and and again it's going to happen on on Saturday, and 
it's only going to go with Gale and Perez. They're going to kick the ball to Perez, but um, obviously until we won't know until Saturday. But I'm going to bring in my next caller, the final caller this evening, and that's John. Good evening, John. How are you? Good evening, Joe. We do lads. Not too bad. Not too bad. So tell yeah. me, obviously, lots of things are still going on with Newcastle, and um, what's your overall take on the, um, the you know, the, the nothing we're hearing on from Amanda Staveley and the result on Saturday? I'm about to take over, right? So I think, um, <laughs> I reckon, so I look, it's going to happen this so I think they're still in talks, right? I mean, they've got to be in talks anyway, still trying to agree a feat to buy the club. Right, that's when they're not going to leak it out this time like they did the last time. So all we can do is just have to keep supporting the lads and just, uh, I'll sure come to an agreement. I still think it's going to go because um, Ashley wants out of the club, but uh, I think they want to keep it in quietly now, like, you know, and just um, see how it goes from there. But I still believe it's going to be sold because um, Ashley does not want to have another litigation against his name for the club. And one, yeah. I've just and and also I mean um there's no way he's gonna get more than three hundred million for the club because um for a couple of reasons here yeah, it's just some of the two allegations and that right we never won it we haven't won a trophy since uh, 1969 and um it's been what 48 years since he won something and he's asking for what 400 million pound I think that's a lot of money he's trying to be greedy so I mean. Like one of the guys that are around, the longer he keeps it waiting and we're in trouble in the league, the more it's going to decrease his value. So if we're in trouble, then he'll not get that sort of money. For the I club. think uh, when it comes to the bid, Neil, uh, with what's on what we think is on the table, what's not on the table, um, is he um, is he making a profit from the money he's being offered from what he actually bought? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> because that's that's his be that's that's his be end all of thinking. If he gets out of it with a profit, job yeah. done, isn't it? But if he doesn't think in that money, he's also going to want, and we've said this before, to maintain an income stream from the United after he's gone. Yeah. And so in, in any deal, you're going to have a bizarre want to maintain. Uh, sort of club shop, or he would want to maintain the overall contract for F and B in the stadium, so he can then subcontract it and make the money. Out of it. <coughs> it's all of these things that could have been extracted from the deal. That's the problem. Has anyone, has anyone maybe thought that they're just waiting to announce it and they're going to announce it on Christmas Day at nine o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yes. We need another that present. There was no present to be needed. Lee, 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 this thing as well. Black Friday, uh, what's it, Black Friday sort of thing? <laughs> I mean, buy a bit cheaper sort of thing. Could have got for a lot cheaper. That was Black Friday for half the price, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no Christmas Day, Sky Sports News, 9 o'clock. Mike, <laughs> wow. I would just basically, well, I would probably just deck the Christmas tree. <laughs> wow! I think it is very. It's you know. It's that. That's the trouble, isn't it? It's like we're the waiting, the waiting, the waiting, the waiting. Um, but I think 
if if he if like tonight if he's sitting in front of the computer and he's looking at everything that's been sent to him, if he if he thinks he, he, the whole point of all this is to come out ahead uh, in all of it really, and that that's the thing he wants because he he thinks well uh, that means that he's won, but even if it's twenty million, he he might be thinking well even if it's twenty million in profit. But that could be taken away from me if the HMRC come in and they find us that amount of money. So he, he's, he's going to lose. But he also loses if he takes the club down because that's another probably 50 million um, he's going to take. But nobody's, nobody's factoring in the fact that um, Newcastle get a... Um, for when they went down, they get these parachute payments which is ki- which has come into effect. Mike Ashley so, should not be worrying about that relegation clause if, Ash, if um, Amanda Stavely and her company takes possession of the club because I'm telling you now, all it will do is galvanise the fan base and the fan base will literally be 100% behind the team. Week in, week out, knowing that he's gone and there's no way on God's earth that this, that team, even if it's not strengthened, will go down with the back and I'm telling you now. Yeah. I agree. Well, you, you're going to give us marks for the the team on uh, Saturday. What was your from one to eleven? What, what, what's your numbers, just so you can see if you upset Chris, uh, Neil, and Lee? Go ahead, John. Um, right, um, Dara. I mean, I'll, I'll go give him a seven. I mean, he's nice and two excellent CFs in the game, and he could be enough back the board. So I'll give him a seven on that one. Um, McCreary, I could give him. Uh, Four, five. I mean, he times where Alonso goes past him, so I can run five. I thought, um, and Bemba, I think he had a bit of a hard time really against that sort of thing, and um, you know, he looked he comfortable, did he? In a part of his face on the back mm. there, sort of thing. So I mean, Murata, yeah, he was a bit weak when Murata clapped into him from behind. So, but him and Lejeune, I give Lejeune a four as well because. Oh, he wasn't good enough, funny. He looked uncomfortable. He was poor. I thought the centre half was poor as well. I thought um, Kieran Clark did his best. He's the uh, um, he's the pick of the band centre halves as well. So at times he couldn't find a half up. And um, I'll go quick on this one. Richie, I'll give him a three. Murphy, a five or six. The army, I'll give him uh, a two. Perez, I'll give him a two. Wow. I'll be a bit harsh. Marino, I'm going to give him a six because um, for me, maybe a seven because um, he's the one who's trying to make things happen sort of thing. And, um, you know, but I'm afraid the players don't want to do it. And Murphy was the well best player. I'll stop you there. I'll stop you there. Yeah, Murphy yeah. was good, wasn't he? That, that's the thing, isn't it? When it comes to... What do you, what do you think Thank on you. Murphy, uh, Chris? Because I think he's one of these players... If you give him starts, he looks like he can kind of ghost past players, which I like. Mm. And uh, he, I think, for, for me, he, he's he's only going to get better, but he's, 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 it's going to be one of them things. He's going to be in, he's going to be out. But that's the good thing about him. This quick touch he has, the way that he went through the, the, the midfield, um, you can you can imagine him eventually, when he's got the confidence, uh, he'll... Uh, He'll look. He'll, he'll he'll come. Up, he'll be a canny buy. Yeah. The problem is, is that um, 
Atsu was playing so well, you know, mm-hmm. before the injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really the driving force down that side. And Murphy's kind of basically been like for like with Atsu. Uh, Rolanda Aarons, I don't know. Rolanda Aarons just, just looks like a shadow of the person that we remember two or three years ago when he was just cutting defenses up, running around them, so much speed. I, I don't know what's happened to Rolanda Aarons. But, uh, guys, I, I don't know. I mean, Lester's going to be tough. Lester's going to try to – Lester's going to try to break – you know, get, get, get Newcastle down the wings, down the side, cross it in. Everything that Newcastle's been struggling with is Leicester's game plan. That's what they do. So that, to me, makes it, it could be a difficult game. But I really, I, right now I'm just hoping for a draw. I'm hoping for one point. I'm hoping just to you know, inch, back up, inch up the table a little bit more at home and then, uh, and then really concentrate on the next one because I think the next one should be all three points. What do you think, uh, Neil, and then Lee, and, pref- and then think of the way I look to end the show? Well, um, difficult no way to elaborate on that, really. Isn't it? It's, uh, I don't think I've got much more I can add to that. Add to yeah, that, it's going to be, a, it's going to be, a, I think, uh, I think when we, when we put it on like, Saturday. Spoken like a true pundit, huh, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we went through lots of things there, haven't we? Well, on, on Murphy, on Murphy, when yeah. everything's when everything's been going to pot in the last couple of weeks, he's been the one shining light. He's done really well, really well. I've been impressed with the lads. So maybe when the team, maybe when the team regains its confidence and yeah. it's a bit more fluent, he might stand out a, li- a little bit more. And I think, I think um, when we get our two back, as kind of Chris has pointed out, it maybe gives a little bit more competition between himself, Richie, and Atsu, and maybe. Kind of gets a little bit, gets Richie or whoever back on his tools a little bit. So he's been the he's been the one shining light when everything's been going to pot over the last couple of weeks. You can see him gaining confidence every game. Lee, Lee, I've been I've been on Murphy. I think he's going to give him a run again, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to come better. This kid's yeah. going to come better and better. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I mean, the first couple of games you look a bit lost, but yeah. now I can, I know what he's all about, and I think hopefully this kid should stay in the team. And give him a run again because I think, like Lee said, he's going to be a shining light in the team, and he's going to surprise a lot of people. Mm. Do you think Gemba. it's possible, guys, that he takes that he takes Richie out? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Richie's yeah. been Richie's been the guy that has really fallen off. I mean, we, none of us want to say it because we love that Richie. He's been, but Matt, Matt Richie's the guy that has really fallen off in the last month. He's been awful, Chris. He's been awful. Yeah, look, that's That'd the be. problem, is it? And but that's his. That's Rafa's go-to guy, and I'll be surprised that you know. He kept him in against West Brom. He he he, he passed for two goals, didn't he? One thing, one thing, that's why one he kept him Matt, in against one Chelsea. Thing Richie, Matt, one thing Matt Ritchie hadn't stopped doing, despite being awful, is working hard. Yeah. And I don't mind. And I don't mind that. Yeah. Oh no, you're right, guys. But there's no doubt. There's no doubt that you saw Chelsea. They weren't attacking down Murphy's side. Why should they attack down Murphy's side when they can get all the joy they want down Ritchie's side? I mean, it's it, it, it's just obvious. Yeah, and I, must I think, say, I think maybe everybody Yedlin, maybe that penalty was that penalty was just Chris. Oh, He's had a bad couple of weeks, Chris Yedlin. Yedlin will come back. We're all, we're all just individually having a bad time at this moment in time, which yeah. happens. We just need to get Lascelles back, get the leader in there, get them pumped again, get some teams that are rocking on Saturday night. Because as far as I'm concerned, the deformed, deformed champions coming to St James's Park to play Rafa Benitez as Newcastle United, half five kickoff, get our flags out, 
Like an early Christmas, everyone will be on the drink. The, the place should be bouncing, man. Should be bouncing. It would be, it would be a good atmosphere. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Can I come yeah. in a second as well? Can I yeah. come in a second? Um, about, um, I mean, I've got to, I've got to be honest about. Right? I mean, I looked on tweets um, on Saturday, right, and I couldn't believe that the, the people everyone's rough out to go. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I mean, the thing is, right, what I will say is, right, and he's going to do as a whole, what, what, what I was going to say, right, is be careful what you wish for. This yeah. man is the best manager we have had in years, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if he walks, right, and someone else in, I guarantee you one thing, that those same supporters who want him out are going to be crying to get him back. Mm-hmm. John, man, need... John, John, you don't need to worry about man. They're, they're all just virgins with a computer, man. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I would think the majority, the majority of well-intentioned, I would think the majority of well-intentioned, educated fans know that who Rafa is. They need to do. They need to keep Rafa. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. next season, next season, probably. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming on the show. We're going to end the show now, and uh, it's 8 o'clock, end of the show. So thanks very much, gentlemen. It's been a good uh, chat on Newcastle United. So we'll catch you all next week, where we're going to have a nice, a nice uh, interesting guest. Uh, Adrian Bevington will be our guest next week, and then Vicky Sparks the week after, before I head to Germany. So thanks very much, gentlemen, for being on. I'll, I'll obviously have a quick chat with Neil before he heads off. So thanks very much, gentlemen. We'll catch you next week, okay? Thanks very much. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Take care. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Cheers, Ned. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks very much to my guests tonight on Toon Talk, uh, www.toontalk.co.uk. Uh, we will be uh, all back next week on the same time at 6 o'clock with our, with our guest, Adrian Bevington. Remember, the call of the show is 0191-538-9781. The show will be available on iTunes uh, tonight. If you want to listen back to the show uh, 